The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Site. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend to you. <laughs> I just... Have to look at you now and be like, are you going to throw it out there and I, see if I'm paying attention? Or I are, truly mean it, though. Yeah. The yeah. happy weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely always hope that people are having a happy a weekend. A weekend in the Northwest you. is pretty hard to beat. You it gotta, is. You got to be. No matter the you weather. You got to admit it. That's right. No matter the weather. Yeah. Yep. It's just always something to do, which is the cool thing about living yes. where we live. I actually just recently did a trip to a very short 36-hour back and forth um, to Vegas. Oh, nice. And was reminded how much more I love it here <laughs> than right. there. I That's am, right. Yeah, I went down and saw a Ron White comedy show. Oh, fun. Which was totally oh, fun. fun. Totally fun. Yeah. yeah. Went down and I had a date. Yeah. So that was totally oh, fun. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. What happens in uh, Vegas stays in Vegas, but you're telling us this now. Uh, so Yes. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not telling you all about the date. I'm just telling okay. you like what show okay. we saw. <laughs> Oh, like good. I had a date. Oh, last run. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was fun. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me, like as I was talking to some of the drivers and stuff, um, you know, like the Uber drivers and whatnot, going back and forth to my house. Uh, I was just like, it's just so nice to be home. Uh-huh. Like oh, I just, yeah. I'm so happy to be here and not there. And I know a lot of people love Vegas, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just, yeah, you know, it's just nice here. Like I don't mind to do a quick visit, but I think I would have a hard time living there. The yeah. heat. Yeah. I mean, I know we had some crazy heat this summer, mm-hmm. but they have it every summer. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that's and true. I don't think I could handle it. It can be pretty, but yeah, yeah I just, I like our green. They yeah. have mountains. That's fine. I like ours. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. You know what I did? I have no idea. Uh, Ellie and I jumped on the boat. We ran up to Everett, spent the night mm-hmm. in the marina where they had nice. an outdoor movie going on. Very cool. The Everett Marina Free is popcorn. doing amazing uh, things was, right now. It was really great. Yeah. That whole area, you know, they're oh, doing yeah. like a huge redevelopment project yeah, up there, no, right? It was a lot of fun. It's phenomenal. In and, fact, the Everett Yacht Club has just changed locations up there mm-hmm. and is doing a big reno up there. I highly recommend yeah. the Everett Yacht Club and the folks who are there. The Commodore right now, John Seeger is a personal friend. Love, love, love him. Yeah. Um, and they're doing some really amazing stuff. But yeah, the whole Everett Port is really fun. So cool. Really fun. So we, what was uh, the movie? It was just like a, a animated animated one. Okay, so not so, Jaws. No, but free popcorn. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> of course you and, like uh, that. Your and favorite then, word. Yeah, we dropped some crab <laughs> pots the night before and uh-huh. got some crab. Nice. In the morning, we ran to a favorite fishing spot I, I like and caught some salmon. Okay, I got to tell you, I keep telling your wife to stop posting on facebook i was like you're gonna give up all his secret spots and she's like oh no it's fine i'm like it's not not when and suddenly there's a bunch of boats there that's why i'm not saying where i went on the radio i yes i know but you need to tell your wife to calm it down because she keeps showing everything that you've hauled and and 
Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, there's there's some shows on, on YouTube where they're the Northwest fishing things, and, and they're saying, oh, we're going to our favorite salmon place. And I'm, you know, but they'll never tell you where they're going. Right. But I'm looking at... I'm looking at the the scenery as the camera well, pans. I'm like, I know where they're at. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're somebody who can do you know that kind yeah. of navigation, absolutely. Right. It's like I know right where they're at. Yeah. But there's so. a lot of new boaters. Not so good at that. Mm-hmm. Not so yeah. good at that. Yeah. Take that class. Yeah. Get that common sense thing. We've talked about that in previous yes. shows. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just be careful out there, yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah, please, because there's lots of you who are yeah. new with your boats. It's, there's a lot of mistakes being this made is not lately. 405. No. It's not. So, so anyway, uh, all right. Anyway, well, hey, speaking of things that are wrong, yeah, oh, we're doing a second of, round yes. of what's wrong with that house. That's right. Because we just didn't get enough last week, so we got to do it again. That's right. So welcome to the second episode of What's Wrong with This Listing. Yes. Or the Reba. being catfished by a house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, we got cut short a little bit last week. Yes. We just kind of ran out of time. But but there was a, a home that's, that's um, listed in Olympia. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's it's expensive, about nine hundred ninety-five, you know, thousand. I'm sure it'll. It's about. For I love more how you can. That. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, it's two bedrooms, it's two baths, but mm-hmm. it's on, I believe, nine acres. Yeah. And uh, and the listing says, "Don't let this rare opportunity slip past you. Enjoy breathtaking sunsets and amazing views of Eld Inlet and Green Cove from this beautiful Cooper Point property with four hundred and twenty feet of medium bank waterfront." So buyer to verify that, by the way, glorious. Yeah, absolutely glorious. So the problem is the house on the lot Mm -hmm. is from the probably 1969. Never. It's only a year younger than me and (laughs) I'm in better condition. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't have a leaky roof, you know, or anything. No, I don't. I don't have any of those things. That's good. Yes, that's good. Yeah. I keep myself, you know. Well, well kept. So here's the challenge with this property: the house itself is not in a financeable condition. Right. So you've got to do one of a couple things. You either do a renovation loan, and as part of mm-hmm. the, the the transaction, you renovate the property, mm-hmm. and uh, or you knock it down right. and build your dream home. Mm-hmm. Um, or, Which is probably what someone's going to do. Well, yeah. So the the financing challenge is is that it is possible to to buy a home and renovate it. We call it construction permanent loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that type of loan will purchase the property, give financing to renovate, and then once the home is finished, it converts to a permanent mortgage. Or you can also use that to buy the property, knock down the existing home, and build your new your mm-hmm. new you know dream home and then the loan automatically converts to permanent financing. The trick to those programs is that you can't close the transaction until you're just about got your permits. And think Which about that. permits right now are very hard to get. I was just working on one in Mason County, and there's a about an eight-week waiting period to get an appointment to meet with the planner. Mm-hmm. So it's eight weeks to to get your appointment. Yeah, it was already and then, difficult, and then COVID happened, right. and so it's even more difficult. Oh yeah, so you have to you have to just kind of take all that into consideration. Now, is a seller willing to wait? You know, three months, four months. You know, not usually. No, for a transaction to close. So now you're back to okay. Well, now how do I buy this place? And um, you know, one way is you just write a check if you happen to have you know a million bucks or so sitting around. Mm-hmm. You know, you could you could buy it all cash. Uh, you could take out a lot loan, 
mm-hmm. and um, and and just buy the lot. It's you know just buy you're buying uh, the land without mm-hmm. the improvements. Right. Um, lot loans are are far and few between. They're difficult to get. Aren't they also really difficult to get? Even if there is a yeah, if because if there's a fixture a on the product, on yeah, if there's a structure, like you usually can't get a land loan. Right, like that. that's the catch, and sometimes it could be required that you demolish the home prior to closing. Right, you know, or, or pretty close to that. Um, a lot of the times, the down payment requirements, especially when we're getting up into these higher end uh, prices, mm-hmm. are going to be forty percent down, fifty percent right. down. Uh, so, and the interest rates are are going to be in the sevens, mm-hmm. you know, sixes or sevens. You know, so you'll pay up. A higher interest rate so it's it's a great property and and one that would you know you can just build a, a an absolutely breathtaking home on this on this lot uh, the trick is just to get it closed and so get the cooperation from the seller to so time. so here's okay a couple of different things about this property though yeah because um, when you first put it in front of me I was like oh well this is interesting a um, couple of, as I'm getting time to to dive more into some of the details mm-hmm. It's a little sad that it's in the condition it's in because, yes, it was built in 69. Apparently, it had a refresh in 1990. It has an effective year built of 1990. Mm-hmm. So somebody, which is probably most of those things that you see that make it look kind of decent looking in some of the photos. Someone did something to the kitchen, mm-hmm. did some of these other little things. You can also tell there's some additions on there that weren't put on very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone just didn't really take care of it. Looking at the history of this property, it's been in the same family for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the way you say that is because when it last changed hands, it was in 2014 through a personal representative's deed, and there was no dollars assigned to right, that. Right, It was so, an inheritance most likely. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, very likely an inheritance. And then that person has just held on to it for the last seven years, mm-hmm. right, and yep. done nothing right. clearly to it which is why it's which in this state of disrepair on a, on a home to it is you, yeah houses like are like humans well, they do require maintenance they do need you to take care of them and this one um oh my pet peeve i don't know why they build these in the northwest it's a home with a very low pitch roof mm-hmm. and, a, and a, a tar roof or a torch down type type roof yeah and and those types of homes have an internal gutter system mm-hmm. so the water basically pools at the bottom of yeah. the roof and there's a hole there that the water's supposed to go down oh, and, yeah. and through yeah the I have to soffits. get a new roof and my my house yeah. will need that because yeah. it has the internal gutters well those and I don't like them well what happens is you get a leaf or pine needles or whatever that clogs oh that, yeah that, it's constantly that hole. yeah and the water then you got a lake on your roof mm-hmm. and at some point that's gonna fail and, and like some of those other houses we pointed out when people don't clear off you know moss and things mm-hmm. from their roofs those act like sponges and they just like soak up all that water and then they let it seep inside the seams and then it just goes wherever it feels like inside your house it's growing and growing it does it's amazing moss moss really sucks it yes i mean it literally sucks oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i actually i can i just tell you there's a good past client of mine that i helped with on a property and rent in a commercial property and I was uh, introduced to his sister-in-law, oh. and I went to her house, and she'd been in the same house for about 15 years, and she was going to have a bunch of work done. She couldn't understand why, you know, like, the house had this weird, funky smell every once in a while, like, when she opened up her cabinets in her kitchen and some other things. And I, and I looked at her, because she said, oh, yeah, I got some bids on, like, a new roof and some siding, and I'm like, good, because 
it needs it. Mm-hmm. I was like, when was the last time that you cleaned your roof? And she goes, oh. Never. <laughs> yeah. And it looked like it. Yeah. There were, I'm not joking, they looked like flip-flop size, you know, soles of like just huge chunks of moss. Yeah. And I, I yeah. told her, I said, part of your problem up here is because it's just seeping in there. And I'm like, do you see how moss grows? And it just peels up. You know, the shingles. Like, of course it's going to be like that. But I've got I've got a couple of other tips around some of that stuff when we come back. Um, but I have many more things to say about this place in Olympia. And we're going to do that right after these messages on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to What's Wrong with This House with <laughs> Team Reba. I'm Eric Osses from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. At least it's not what's wrong with us. This is Reba Haas from Team Reba. <laughs> right. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. And Sundays from 3 to 4. That's right. And always on podcasts. Yes. Yes. You can look up later when you want to go back and re-listen to some of these things and maybe get some tips uh-huh. on how to you know maintain your home. Uh, go to Spotify, iTunes, whatever. You can look up. What's wrong with this house? Because that will be the name of these episodes, mm-hmm. number one and number two. Perfect. So last week and this week. And uh, yeah, we've got, there. there's a lot of really great information, actually. Like, people think we're just like chatting about this. But if you really listen to what we're talking about, there's some really great detail inside of here. And right. it helps you, like, if you're looking, like, if you if you want experts to help you do this, I mean, obviously, you can reach out to me at info at teamreba.com. Yeah. Or people can reach out to you. Eric at ericismybanker.com. Right. And we can always help answer questions, right. help you with you know what you're doing. But there's a lot of great meat on the bone, so to speak, mm-hmm. of what we're covering right now. Sure. There's yeah. a ton of great content. That's well, kind of fun, too. I feel a little catty here. You know, we're just like, ew, look at that like, one. You know, ew, it's kind of gross. So judgy. Gross wallpaper. So judgy. Yeah. But the thing is, as human beings, we have built in judgments mm-hmm. already there. And they're there for a reason. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, part of this is, you know, how do you help set people up for success? Right. A lot of this stuff we're looking at it. It's just like, man, just some maintenance could be can go such a long way. Right. Mm -hmm. On keeping your house safe. And what I was just saying before we went on the break was I'm looking at this gal's house and she's got this huge chunks of moss. And then I'm looking at her siding and and it's bowed out in places. I can tell that it's rotted. I can, you know, and mm. she's telling me about the smell on the inside. I'm like, the reason you have the smell on the inside and why you clean and then it comes back is because it's coming from the outside. Yeah. It's right. seeping into the walls mm-hmm. because you have this water issue. And I was it's pointing out all the stuff to her. Well, I got to tell you, I ran into, so the, the client slash friend who had referred me to his sister-in-law, because there are times, Eric, that you know, I don't want to sell someone's house for them because mm-hmm. it's not the right decision for them. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them because mm-hmm. she was trying to decide, should I do all this work and then sell my house or should I just do the work and stay in my house? And we went through all the like what her life is like, mm-hmm. you know, and what she's expecting to do in her life. And the, the decision at the end of the day was get this work done, maybe change your renovation plans to this mm-hmm. and then Love this home and then do these updates, but then understand you have a maintenance job from now on. Mm -hmm. Like these are the things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I ran into uh, that gentleman just recently down at the Hyatt Southport because he was doing sound for some music that they were doing down there. And he walked up, both he and his wife were there, and they both walked up to me and were like, thank you so much. 
thank you so much. Like you totally opened her eyes to the possibilities of that house. And she was so frustrated. And, you know, and I told her, I'm like, look into these things. And I also got her in touch with um, one of our inspectors that we work with because there were some questions she had on her house and I helped get those solved. Mm -hmm. So we took care of all these different items that she had and it it just makes you happy that you can do the right thing for somebody right but um obviously someone on this house in olympia wasn't doing all the right things um (laughs) but you never know like when somebody inherits you don't know if they live local you don't know but here's where i think this house might have flown under the radar they might have been able to get more offers Mm. depending on how it was marketed because one of the things about this big acreage is that has only a two-bedroom septic. Probably, So yeah. they can't... Mm-hmm. No, not oh, probably. It I'm looking, at, looking it. at it. looking at it. Okay. I'm looking yep. at it. And so most people, and we've talked about this on the show, the most sold type of property every year for decades now is mm-hmm. three minimum three-bedroom, two-bath. Right. And so when this is rated as a two-bedroom septic system, then most people are looking for three-plus bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So... At nearly a million dollars, who's looking for a two-bedroom? Right. Not many people. They're well, assuming if you're spending that much money right. that you're probably going to get at least three-bedroom. It's, it's gonna also going to be system. the construction issue. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, can they upgrade the septic system? That's going to be mm-hmm. another cost associated with someone buying this property if they're going right. to build their dream home. Or they could be like your brother, who's also on a two-bedroom septic, mm-hmm. but has a 4,000-plus square foot house. Right. So you can do things, right? Because uh, when I have these conversations, in fact, I'm talking to somebody right now who wants to do like a big multi-property you know, kind of situation. We had to have a lot of conversation about what does the septic system look like mm-hmm. for that? Right. Because right. he's like, well, I don't want you to spend time. And I'm like, well, shut up because you know, like, <laughs> you can tell me that, but that's not realistic because we could go look for property. But if you can't get something that's going to perk and you don't know what kind of septic system you're going to put on it to begin with, mm-hmm. you won't know what kind of property to look for. Correct. That's so if right. you just go look for the property and then hope you can get the thing on it, it's actually better to know what you're going to try and do and then go find the property that fits. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. you know, so those yeah. are some of the things like he's going to have to get some education around septic systems to find out like, well, is that something that you can mm-hmm. add on to? Do you have to dig it up, do, redo it? What's that going to look like for cost? What, do you, what right. kind of soil testing? Yeah, everything else you got to do. And fortunately for this, for this property, it's a huge lot. Huge it's parcel. Acreage, so you have. Yeah. Probably going to be okay with septic, but if you're buying a home, it's on a smaller lot, and you have mm-hmm. to upgrade your septic. You need drain field area. You yep. need reserve drain field area. Yep. Are you pumping up? Are you, mm-hmm. you know, gravity? And can you There's, do it on your own lot, or do you have to go put it on someone right. else's? Or um, is septic available? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, excuse me, sewer available? Because right. if sewer is available, you have to hook up. Yes. Uh, I have a home in in um, Tukwila that mm-hmm. I'm on septic. Yep. Sewer is available. Yep. If my septic ever fails, I will have to hook up and pay the sixty-three thousand mm-hmm. dollar developers. Uh, yes. You know, ransom. Well, if you're going to do that, you might as well do both of the houses. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't remind me. <laughs> I know. But uh, um, but but I also uh, you know have a property where the septic uh, drain field is not on mm-hmm. my property. It's actually yep. underneath a highway and over you know mm-hmm. I don't know. 500 yards or 200 yards away. Yeah. So, you know, there's an easement there. And what's know. with you and septics? The house Anything I sold I for you has septic. Everything, Everything has had septic. No, my whole life. Yeah. I've never owned a home on sewer ever. So your dad's place went into sewer after you moved out? 
Oh, no, he was on sewer. I guess he was. Well, I didn't own it, though. My dad owned it. Okay. But but anything that I've owned, <laughs> no, everything's been on septic. Yeah, yeah. I'm an expert on it. That's because you like anything to, about you septic, like to I'll tell keep you. your crap close to you. Is that what you're no, saying? The best, <laughs> okay, quick side note. The best one was was um, Lee. He's our my septic pumping guy, uh-huh. and he comes out and he's pumping. He's telling, "Hey, how's it going, Eric?" And he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's man. You should have seen the one I had before this place. I had to dive down into the tank and shovel it out. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Ah, oh, that one was really bad. Yours is pretty easy, you know. I'm really good about that." And he's mm-hmm. just talking away and. Finally, he gets done, and he goes, okay, you know, it's $200 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I go, fine, you take a check? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I go, what happens if my check bounces? He this. goes, I'll just bring it all right back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he does have that right. Absolutely. <laughs> Not good. But, uh, you or know, at least that option. But when they right, say but... the stuff flows downhill, you know, he, that guy's uh, he's at ground zero yes. when it comes to that. Yes. And happiest guy in the world. Oh, know, yeah. Anyway. And so, God love him for doing it because we need everyone doing all the kinds of jobs. We totally, totally do. Yes. And you know what? I'm sure that job put the kids through college and got mm-hmm. them a nice house and oh, yes. all of that. So yes, yes. there you go. Anyway, so that's that property. Okay. Uh, what's next? How about um, how about this um, this one N six one nine? Okay. Just real quick. Oh, is that the mobile? Yeah, we're just going to bring that up real quick. So this is one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Leisure Estates, 55-plus community. Very nice home on okay. a corner lot. You've already hit multiple reasons about why that would... Oh, I know. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, there's more. No, that's actually, those are the, the biggest ones. But wait, ones. there's more. There's more. <laughs> um, open concept, two-bedroom, two-full bath, big open living room, a dining room, bonus area. Mm-hmm. Okay, on and on and on. Pickleball, swimming, spa, water sewer invoiced with space rent. Okay. Yes. So, so many things. So we've got a uh, a double wide manufactured home, very mm-hmm. nice, very clean, mm-hmm. cheap, only $120,000. Yes. So the I, I bring this one up because I get asked a, a lot about folks that are looking for an affordable home. Right. They come across these. So the first one is this is in a 55 and over community. That's already number 1 because if you're younger than 55, no can no, do. Yep, no bueno. Um, the second is that this is also um, on, you don't own the land. It's on rented space. Right, which means it's so, going to be more expensive over time. And you can't finance it. Right. Can't get a mortgage on this. And let's just talk about how much that space rent is. Mm-hmm. 1046 a month. Yeah. So you're going to spend 120000 for um, uh, a manufactured home. It's a mm-hmm. double wide uh, to, to sit on a lot that you don't own, and you're going to pay that rent. Yeah. Can I also just point out, um, I'm trying to remember how long ago they did this um, story on it on 60 Minutes, but in the world of investment, these kinds of parks are rampant right now with investors trying to buy them because once you live in one of these places Mm -hmm. and since you can't move these they might be mobile homes, but you can't really move them around. No. And the thing is, is you get in there and they determine where you go with your rent amount. Mm-hmm. And there have been numerous cases across the United States where people are starting to get priced out of right. these types of properties. Yeah. And as we pointed out, this is a 55 plus community. Mm-hmm. So if you're heading towards going to a fixed income at some point, yep. that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's risky. It's high risk. It's very, very risky. Yeah. Don't let the price point of the purchase 
blind you to what your future risk is. Right. And it is possible to finance something like this, but not with a traditional mortgage. Right. It's more like a car loan yeah. um, or a boat loan. You know, you, you will pay a higher interest rate and, mm -hmm. and have a shorter term. So payments are going to be high on that as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, enough enough of that one. Yes. How about this one? Um, this one is number um, 837. Yes. And um, Ah, going back to condos now. Condo. Stunning. Yes unobstructed views of the sound and Olympics from the spacious condo. Imagine sipping your morning coffee from your private patio while watching the ferry traffic and sailboats. Walk to cafes, restaurants, and the downtown water taxi along the beachfront promenade. This home is in the boutique building. And uh, so anyway, it's kind of going on. Um, You're going to have to talk oh, more about this. I guess this is a teaser, huh? You're going to have to A little stay bit, tuned. but I feel so relaxed just hearing ah, the way that you've described it. Well, hopefully you so can just relax soothing. and watch the sailboat sail by your place. As uh, we listen to these messages and we come back here on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. Now, welcome back to What's Wrong with This Listing yes. with Team Reba. And I'm Eric Costas from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes. And uh, after that wonderful, soothing entry into this next property, like what could possibly be wrong with this just fantastic sounding place that's been on the market for over 60 days. I know. Why has it been on the market so long? It's a lovely mm. condo in a boutique building. It's 675000 It's uh, That's below the median sale price for Seattle. It's one bedroom, two bathrooms, 996 square feet. And that right there is part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's a one bedroom. No, no. The, the article said it's a spacious condo. Yes, for the square footage, <laughs> that is a spacious Very condo. Spa which means maybe it's got because tall ceilings. Because on, on the co-op building that we had talked about in our other show, mm -hmm. that was like 550 square feet. Yeah, yeah. But it was also about a third of the price. It was definitely. <laughs> or at least under half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, With a um, beautiful view. Yes, also had a view. Mm -hmm. Just a different kind of view. Yeah, city view. But it was half about half the size mm -hmm. for more than, you know, half the price. Mm -hmm. Um, but this particular one, I think what's really happening because I, I, I'm in discussions with a gal, uh, a widow that we've been working with for over a year and we've been watching the prices over in the Alki area very, mm -hmm. very closely. Right. This is well over mm -hmm. what the two bedroom units with views are getting mm -hmm. in some of these boutique buildings. Yep. So I think what you've got, I mean, it does have, it says no rental cap. So, you know, it's a boutique building of only six units. Well, what if, you know, you buy it and everyone's got a renter in there? Mm -hmm. Like, is that going to become a problem? Who knows? Um, it says it's 100% owner occupancy, though. Right, which is So good. even though they don't have a rental cap, they're hopeful, I guess, that maybe no one will go into rentals. Let's talk about that because uh, wh why is a rental cap important? It, it's yeah. important from a financing perspective because for mm -hmm. many financing programs, if more than half of the units are rented, it can it can make financing in a, ineligible. Yes. So depending on your circumstances, how much you want to put down, you know that sort of thing, you may have to cough up a bigger down payment. And I'm going to say this agent's kind of pushing it, 
Now, granted, you always have to have let the buyer beware, right? You have to do your due diligence. But in his broker remarks, he says twice, no rental cap, and then ends his comments with no apparent rental restrictions at all. Okay, so I'm interpreting that meaning you could do uh, Airbnb or Verbo. Possibly. We don't know. Yeah. But he has to be very careful with what he's promoting Mm -hmm. there. Absolutely, because when you're buying a condo, many, I would say the majority of condos out there have restrictions on short-term rentals. And if they didn't, they're adding them. Mm -hmm. Many places are doing this um, very quickly. Yep. So uh, most of them already have it in there because they do have like rental restrictions around like timelines. You know, they'll say whether it's a six month or three month, you right. know, nothing under those, you know. Yep. yep. Anything less than that requires approval from the HOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can be fined. Oh, yeah. And, and most will say nothing, uh, no rentals for f- shorter than 30 days, mm-hmm. you know, is, is pretty typical. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they run all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not uncommon to see some that are several months. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. I, there are some 30 right. days, but a lot mm-hmm. of them yeah. are three or six month windows because right. Right. they really don't want that turnover. Yeah. <clears throat> and people, you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, we, we talk every once in a while about, you know, property rights and things like that. And the thing is, is like when you are buying into one of these, you know, communities, you are buying a community. Mm-hmm. You aren't just getting it all solo on your own, right? Mm-hmm. right? And so especially if you've got a building where everybody goes into the same entryway, mm-hmm. well, now you have a safety and security issue, right? right? And I, I could tell you as a single woman, I wouldn't want just a bunch of randos coming in and out all the time that I don't know what's going on. You know, I mean, depending, especially a, a boutique building, I mean, that... The quote-unquote around the boutique air quotes thing there is also that it means doesn't have a big budget, probably okay. doesn't have a whole lot of you know it's monitoring. Small. It's smaller. Yeah. yeah. It's like a mega project. Right. But it also yeah. probably doesn't have cameras and other things and monitoring mm-hmm. equipment for that, mm-hmm. you know, like because who's going to do it? Right. There's no property management on site. There's no security on site. If mm-hmm. there's no gated community, I mean, there's a lot of different things that kind of come into play around that. Sure. Sure. But um, I do find this one interesting because it, it is a cute place and it does. I mean, if there is a no rental restrictions at all, you know, maybe maybe that price is, you know, where they went with it because they're thinking, oh, somebody's going to buy it for that kind of occasional usage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it could be. You never know. Yeah. Um, I will say they also need to be careful when they use the term walk. I know this is me just getting my fair housing hat on, um, but you're not supposed to use that term. Walk? Did you know that? No. Yes. You're not supposed to in your advertising. Because that is offensive to It's not that it's offensive. Well, it's not that it's offensive, but it it makes a distinction. Fair housing. It it is a fair housing because if someone is differently abled, maybe someone Mm -hmm. is in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Well, someone could still will themselves probably to these places. But, you know, people Mm -hmm. have a tendency to use that kind of language. So um, walk is actually something we're not supposed to use in our terminology in marketing. Interesting. Okay. So pull out your thesaurus and what do you say instead? So I want to convey I'm near cafes. Near cafes. That's a very simple way to change it. Okay. Short, near cafes short and all the other things. Short distance. From we, yes, that's exactly what we use all the time in my team. Okay. Gotcha. To make sure that we're compliant. Okay. Yep. See, now I've, I've rented some uh, Verbo or Airbnb in the past and, mm-hmm. it, and the, the write up says minutes, you know, from restaurants and cafes mm-hmm. and it turns out that was like 59 minutes 
<laughs> That's minutes. <laughs> it was minutes. Technically true. They weren't lying <laughs> about that. That's right. Yep. Okay. Just depends. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you plan on traveling? That's right. By car, yeah. or are you walking, or are you it's taking the bus? Minutes by you know if you're if you're a Olympic sprinter or if you're a tortoise. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> so anyway, all right. all right. Okay. Well, so let's look at uh, let's look at another property. So okay. continuing our what's wrong with this with this one? How about um, number five three eight? Okay. So this oh one, this one it was a dump. This one says no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> This says, let me read the, let me read oh, the description. Sorry. This charming rambler invites you into a bright oh, and wait, inviting I was thinking living of a different room one. Sorry. with a cozy fireplace that opens up to the fully updated kitchen, which boasts brand new kitchen cabinets, countertop, stainless steel, barn sink, microwave, and dishwasher. I do like barn sinks. Those are cool. Um, original hardwood floors throughout the master, throughout master bedroom is I full thought they were natural apron light. sinks. It's, I call a farmhouse. The one okay. with the big... Like normally, yeah. it's a big porcelain. Yes, front. apron. Yes. Yeah. Well, or it could be metal. I have one in my house. Okay. So this property is located <laughs> in SeaTac. Uh, it's six hundred fifty thousand. It's three bedroom, one and a half bath, two thousand and ten square feet. Yeah. It's been on the market one hundred and twenty three days. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things they could have done was instead of spending all that money just on the interior, I said it was a duck. It's only because the outside. Like yeah, I look at the outside and it looks like a dump. Yeah, it's from not going to win any beauty contests. No, from it's the outside. not. It's like the other one where they gave that wonderful description and then you look at it and go, mm. "Where?" Well, and you can also see once again we have a garage that's been converted. Mm-hmm. A garage has been converted. Um, why they did the screen at the front door? I guess they want privacy. Like if they have a package, I don't know. But that, again, again, I'm looking at a roof where I'm like. Why There's some curling you, on that roof? That roof is in yeah, not great it's condition. Bad, it's bad shape. And like they spent all the money on the interior and not on the exterior. Right. And it's like that the number one thing that people will look at because we're required to put an exterior shot mm-hmm. of the home on the MLS. Yeah. Well, if if it's gonna look like this dumpy thing, I'm not even let's see. It takes I kid you not, I'm going through it takes five photos to get to the living room. And to get to that beautiful kitchen they just described, I don't even see it till picture nine. Yeah. Do you know the attention span of most humans <laughs> nowadays? It's eight seconds. Right. It's less than a goldfish. Yeah. Nobody's going to scroll through that many photos. They're going to get for the th- first three or four and be right. like, gone. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what set off my lender radar on this. What? Um, if I read on here, property sits on a sizable 0.72 acres Subdivide possibility of building two additional homes in the back of the lot. Buyer to verify. So, mm. uh, so what what that tells me is they're really kind of pushing this thing as is um, you know as a subdividable you know right. which is which is great. However, you can run into a financing issue with that. It's called highest and best use. Mm-hmm. So when appraiser looks at a small house on a big lot. Uh, they have to answer a question on the appraisal. Yeah. Is the current configuration the highest and best use for this property? If the answer is yes, they'll say yes, this is highest and best use as a residential property. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, they'll say no. The highest and best use would be to bulldoze this house and build you know, four new houses mm-hmm. or something like that, in which case you run into a financing challenge. So. You and I have lived that one personally. Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah. So the zoning on this is UL 7200. Mm-hmm. So UL. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 
I'm, I'm not sure what the UL designation is. I think that's a higher density, but 7,200 meaning that's your, your lot size, 7,200 lots. Or seven thousand yeah, two hundred. Yeah, seventy two hundred. If it's got urban 30, thirty, yeah. Hold on, I'm looking low at rise it. or something like that. So with oh come on, I need to drop down. <laughs> well, this one also had a fifty thousand dollar price drop uh, recently. So well, I'm surprised they didn't actually try and. Um, I mean, there. It's one of the rare times I haven't seen them say. Great for investors, developers, you know, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Because normally yeah. that's the kind of thing that they try to do. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm having trouble on the SeaTac website right now because mm -hmm. it's apparently not wanting to tell me what I want to know. But I would think, you know, okay, if it's got UL7200 and that is that size of lot, all right, that's fine. Um, UL, so, Residential oh yeah. low density. Yep, yep, there you go. So yeah, it's it's um, one where it it also this home was listed originally in February, and then the price is lowered, and then it was delisted in April, mm -hmm. relisted in April, it went pending in May, and then it was relisted. So that fell apart. Then it was relisted in May, and then the price dropped in August by about fifty thousand. Yeah, um, interesting stuff. Um, Again, more to the story on that one. So we're uh, continuing on with what's wrong with me, this listing. Well, yeah, because I'm looking at that. That's a bunch of inspections that killed it. So I kind of want to call this guy <laughs> and ask him what's up. What's wrong with this listing? <laughs> Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Austin's here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. All right. And we're talking about things that are wrong with this house. Yes. I'm laughing because I'm looking down at my notes and things that I've been taking while we've been doing the show. And at some point, I somehow got both pairs of my reading glasses like, out. actually need there? <laughs> I know. I was like, how many things do I need to be looking at at the same time? But, yeah. um, But... I am glad that we took time during the break to kind of categorize because I mentioned earlier in the show, like listeners, if if you're paying close attention, like Eric and I tend to talk in, you know, because we always talk about the fact that, you know, there's story problems with everyone. Right. right. Yeah. And this is you know, like the problem stories. Um, but the, we do by giving you examples, try and illuminate issues that, mm -hmm. that are out there. Sure. Right. Absolutely. And not just say like, here's a list of stuff. We know that there's always that, but it's like, how does it really show up? Mm -hmm. So now if you're having a conversation um, with, with someone about, you know, what you're looking at online, here's, here's what we have in last week's show and this show with the, what's wrong with this listing. Um, like what we've really uncovered, mm -hmm. right? Because we had eight, properties that we went through and a lot of them had similar issues just showing up in different ways right, right yeah so one of them one of the topics was zoning challenges right right and that included a property that was on a large lot that could potentially be you know redeveloped mm -hmm. right so that could potentially have issues it's called highest and best yes use. highest and best use um, it also really speaks to only a particular kind of buyer mm -hmm. like not everybody's going to want to do a subplot you know or a, a subplatting right like Someone buying a large parcel may want to just live on that large parcel, and then they're maybe not the best person to buy that particular mm -hmm. property, Correct. right? 
Um, we also had zoning issues around like septic systems mm-hmm. and whether or not with something being waterfront, you know, if you have water access. Um, we had items around usage. Mm-hmm. So some of these houses were having problems because what we had a boarding house. Right. We had a condo that it's questionable. Does it have is like what a, kind of rental potential is it? Right. Can we do short term rentals like Airbnb, that sort of thing? Right. Or does it have to be a longer term type of rental? Mm-hmm. And then they kept saying no rental cap, but seems to be no rental issues at all, which is like, well, wait, that that's not even just Airbnb and right. VRBO. That's like, well, can can I buy it well, for what, a rental period? Like, I don't know. What's that <laughs> yeah. mean? Um, we had conversion of spaces right. for usage. We had at least a couple of properties that had a garage that had been converted to living space. Mm-hmm. right? So that shows up in potentially title and financing and also insurance, quality, insurance. Code compliance with the city. Yeah. You, know, you can run in a bunch of stuff for that. Yeah. Um, ownership types. Yeah. Issues that come in with leased land mm-hmm. and co-ops, cooperatives, right, right. for condominium style. Um, and then we had... Renovation issues, you know, whether it's dated or dilapidated or preparation issues, which, mm-hmm. again, I want to remind our listeners, if you want to reach out to me at info at teamreba.com, we've got some great, you can get renovation done and pay at closing situations which available for you. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Right. Huge, huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they help manage the project for you, which is one of the biggest things. They have like a list of contractors that they work with makes a huge difference because that's one of the things that my team and I spend so much time on is sending out different vendors for people Mm -hmm. to talk to because you have to find the right people covering certain areas. Like not every general contractor can work in your city. They may not be licensed in Mm -hmm. your town and not able to work there. So we cover multiple areas. So we have to have a large list of vendors and this company that we can partner with has you know they're building all of that they have a bunch of vendors we're adding our vendors to their lists Mm -hmm. so we're really excited about that because that's going to make sure our vendors also have more work so that they stay viable right so that's a really good thing but the number one thing that we run into though is pricing Mm -hmm. right right overpriced yeah overpriced is you know you'll never get it if you're not really looking at all these other issues Mm -hmm. because like one of those properties one of the easiest things they could have done to make that house have more curb appeal was clean the roof. <laughs> right. Why someone didn't go get that roof cleaned. Like that's some of the services. And you know this, Eric, mm-hmm. like when I'm working with a lot of our, our listing clients, we're doing full service. We, we have them get gutters cleaned, windows done. We recommend roofs being cleaned because uh, those are the kinds of things that show up on inspections. Right. Right. And we want it in the best condition possible. I was actually asking one of our appraisers about that once. I go, how much do you really want to see a home, you know, fixed up, cleaned up, picked up, tidied up before the appraiser comes out? And he kind of chuckled. He goes, well, he goes, you know, his first answer is you only got, you know, you don't have a second chance to make a first impression. Right. That's why it's like dating. It it totally is. So, so an appraiser is not supposed to look at the you know, the clothes, you know, spilling out of the hamper and, and stuff laying on the floor and all of that. But but we already said humans are judgy. It's true. And and we're like that. Just listen for to us on the show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I mean, but seriously, like we are built that way for a reason. That's our wiring. It's it true. is our wiring because it helps us survive. Mm-hmm. And so even in something like our housing, which, you know, you start looking at Maslow, 
right? And you want to have a safe environment. You want to have a good place to be. Well, we're going to be extremely judgmental about that mm-hmm. space sure. when we're looking at it. Of course. Yeah, right? Of course. And, you know, we're looking at our resources and everything else that we've got. You want to make sure your family's healthy yeah, and absolutely. safe and doesn't have to go through a bunch of stress and, you know, possibly put out or things go wrong, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Sure. So. Of course, we're going to want the best that we can possibly get. And everybody wants good value for their money. And there, there is this, this subliminal thing in our heads that, okay, if this home is not tidy, if it's not well cared for. Then, then all of it's not everything. Well right, yes. There's been no maintenance. That's what I mean by the judgy. Like we look yeah. at it, like you look at that bad roof. That's like looking at somebody like they, they don't have their hair combed or something. You meet them and you're like, oh, geez, what do you like in your regular you know, life? Taking care of yourself there. Yeah. 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 It's like because it's not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. But, you know, it, it's it's one of the challenges and most interesting things for me about real estate. Because like, I, I have people ask my opinion all the time about, like, what renovation should I do? What gets, mm-hmm. And we know bathrooms and kitchens, of course, mm-hmm. because that's also where the most money is spent in a property because that's where all the plumbing and electrical goes. Right. Everything else is just space. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. whether it's, you know, but, but try and be, you know, if, listeners, if you're thinking about selling your home, try and take an honest assessment of your property. It's very hard to do because nobody wants to think their baby's ugly. Right. You know, but if you've had a house where, the kids, you know, when they were young, spilled juice everywhere, and you haven't changed that carpet since. You know, it's worth it. Right. People will say, but let the next person pick that carpet. Well, they're never going to pick that carpet if you can't even get them in the door if it shows up in the pictures. Right. Right. Yeah, and we can see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Someone who's like me who's been doing this for 20 years, I can pick out so many issues in a house just by the photographs. Mm-hmm. And I teach my clients how to do it. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's really, really important that if you're going to do it, you, you, sh- you should just do it right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's times that it's not always possible. I will say one of the things I'm excited about with that new program that we have available, as you and I both know, right now we have a lot of wealth transfer happening. There's homes that are getting transitioned. There's, you know, people pass away all the time. People are, people are getting older, getting out of their houses, moving into other, or they're moving to retirement homes. They're the folks who've kept their house usually like with the pink sinks and the bathtubs and the, you know, the stuff, um, that program, I'm excited to work with estate attorneys to get that in front of their client base, because I think it's going to help those who are inheriting, do better on, you know, what's, what's going to be good for their families. Yeah, for sure. Right. Instead of having the flippers come after them, mm-hmm. we have now an option that can help the people who are left behind Yeah, instead of the other way around. And, and you're not going to gouge them and, exactly. and list their property for way under the market price. Right. Exactly. That, that. Cause that's the whole thing is like some of those flippers, they're looking for those kinds of opportunities right. and, and they have their business models and I've, I've shared them with you and I've shared them on this show. Mm -hmm. They are 100% coming to get your place for at least 70% or less of its value. We've talked before my dad passed away in January Mm -hmm. and I am still getting postcards and calls and things like that. It's ridiculous. Just be careful out there. I hope this was informative for you. You know, lots of things to think about and look out for when you're out there on your whole house hunt. Don't have us say what's wrong with that listing. (laughs) That's right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. 
To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. Preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.